Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Say podcast. It's me this week doing the presentary bit because Stephen's not here. He's gone to Glasgow to see Liam Gallagher. What a lad! Liam Gallagher away. It, it very much is in a different country as well. It is. It is. I'm sure that the uh, the <laughs> there's some um, outdoor furniture being disrupted by Stephen <laughs> as we speak. He's had a few beers and he'll be there. Turf in the place, he will. you know, with a big St George's cross, <laughs> and then he'll just do it. And then he'll go as you were and SG, kiss you. Yeah, that was a reference to um, Liam Gallagher's tweeting style. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know. I no. don't even listen to him. Stephen and should maybe start Stephen tweet like that. He should start tweeting like that, yeah. doesn't he? It would suit him. He should even listen to Stephen or Liam. So you're peering round the monitor. This is the problem Sorry, when we sit yeah. down talking to the microphone. I am uh, visualize my face. Me that gets wrong for this. It so. does visualize my face and then talking to the microphone. It'd be a very, very erotic experience for you. So, the big, obviously, the big story of the, of the weekend was <clears throat> the result of the of the match, and the the, the main result was that the, there was no poo involved. <laughs> so, it's relief, relief <laughs> all around. Relief all around. I mean, <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, I necked 12 beers and 6 ciders and all I'd eaten were 2 chocolates from my advent calendar will there ever be a better headline than that no there never sounds has a been. bit like my trip to Benidorm apart from the chocolates I mean it, it was a game that had everything really didn't it in that in that respect I mean we had this you know we went from celebrating a goal to having a man sent off to half time to losing to Oviedo getting injured and going off with it, and then Brendan Galloway coming on. It wasn't even on the bench at the <laughs> no, start no. of the game. It was just, it was excellent. I mean, if Chris Coleman didn't know what he was in for, he does now. He sure does now. <laughs> well, Sunderland. But it's frustrating, really, wasn't it? Because he felt as though, you know, obviously we wanted to win the game. It felt as though we could have a bit of momentum, and, you know, there's probably about 27, 28,000 proper in the ground, and. When the third one went in, there was a lot of people leaving, yeah. um, and it's almost like that mental fragility that's on the pitch and in the stands was was shown again um, after a bit of a, a spar and contest in the first half. 
It's another case of sort of two goals in three minutes again, isn't it? I know we had ten men, but there was a bit of a mini collapse went on in the second half. These players just stopped moving, didn't they? When you know <laughs> when Redden just kind of passed it round. I mean, that third goal was laughable. Well, it, it was ridiculous. At one point, I think Redden's two centre halves put about thirty passes between them without anyone even. Attempting to close them down, it was only really when that was weird. That one, it, it was, was strange. strange it was, it was, it was almost like they were going, Shall we keep going, see what, yeah. see how many well, we can get. Well, but it, it was because they were getting the getting the crowd riled up for the wrong reasons. Yeah. The home fans were like going ballistic around yeah. me, like really losing the losing their rag. But what, tell you what, the really weird thing is, though, I know we haven't played Wolves yet, but. We got beat three. I have yet to see a good team at the stadium. Like, have yet no, to see were, a good. Really I, 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 I haven't seen a team this season <clears throat> where you think, "Oh yeah, they'll be up there. They, they'll be up there, uh, uh, challenged this season." So many bang average and poor teams, and yet we still can't win, which is not not great. I think the the difference Reading were, were the most different team I've seen. I was saying that the guy next to us and people might go laughing. I'm not talking about in quality. What I said to him was, this is more like a Premier League game. It was more like a Premier League game in where there was two teams who were standing off each other, letting the other team play in front of them, um, and then trying to stay in the game, and then try and just just take opportunity of any mistake. Whereas generally, it's a bit more blood and thunder, and it's quite gung ho, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, and and there's you know the, a lot of balls being launched forward, second balls being won throwing bodies in areas whereas it was very much more of a, a Premier League type game I thought yeah. and I've not seen that this season yet to be fair no, the first half just sort of well cancelled each other out yeah. really there wasn't that I can remember I think Honeyman put one wide and he was quite unlucky mm. um, but there wasn't really a, a clear cut opportunity but apart from the well, one, apart from the one when he managed to get himself to an off Maradona but it was like I don't know if it's a weird um, they were set up or not, or the way they came, but it really was like, let's just frustrate them. You know, we come into the game, and the crowd was up a little bit. You know, people were looking forward to it a bit more than they have been. I don't know whether they just set out to just let's frustrate them until the crowd sort of gets on their backs. And it, it, if that's what they aim for, it, it certainly worked. Certainly around me, anyways, there was a lot of people losing the loaf about like what was going on and that like really like shouting and screaming that was before we lost a man and horror goal I don't feel stage. as though that Redden made us do what we did though I felt oh, no, 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 man, no. it was clear that I, I I think I think that was one of the reasons where you were thinking we need to win this game because if we win it this way people will be alright about it mm. if we lose it this way people are going to start Mourning about the fact that we're not pressing, yeah, and it seemed as though the priority was keep your shape, stay in the game, don't let them pass through you into spaces because that's where they were going to be dangerous, and that's mm. probably why we weren't pressing as much. Because if we start, if we don't press properly, then they're just going to be able to pick us off because that's the style of team they are. Whereas it, it you saw against Burton, we, we were more on the front foot when it came to the pressing because it was a mm. different kind of game and. Coleman said himself in the week, "There's no other team really like Reading in the league." And in that respect, it was probably probably could have done more with like a typical Championship team coming to the stadium and playing them rather than playing that sort of team. Yeah, but like you say, we caused our own problems yet again. I mean, forget about the handball. If you look at the two bootings before the handball, I mean, they were just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like. I was Coleman there. I'm going in and I'm saying, right, I'm having a week's wages or two weeks' wages because, I mean, 
McManaman won the ball, well, sorry, put a great tackle in, the cheer went up, and then obviously he decides, right, well, that was a good yeah, cheer, yeah. I'll walk over and just lamp him one. Like, them down, then him, no reason. Like, and then cut them all did it as well. well, yeah. well that was in few, that was And then, then, then did another one, and he, he ceases to be effective, whether you can argue whether he's effective before that or not, but once he gets a boot, and he ceases, from my opinion, he ceases to be effective in any way, shape, or form, and say, I, I was looking at the bench and thinking, I don't care who you throw and you might as well just take him off because the game's done for him now. The black and white minstrel show, doesn't it? That's what happens when he's been booked, just runs around with his yeah. uh, swanny, like with his hands <laughs> in the air. But, uh, it, it's, um, it, it's incredibly frustrating that, and really we should, you know, the, we should know by now that not to expect everything to go the way we, we hoped it would because invariably it, it doesn't and I think you know fair play to Coleman for coming out afterwards and saying you know it's, this is on me it's nothing to do with what's gone before mm. and I think the the positives out of the game w- w- was I think in the first half we did look a lot more organised and we were trying we were, we were concentrating hard on, on keeping the shape and making it difficult for for them to co- go through us and we, we did I mean they weren't a threat at all were they yeah. um, and, uh, it, didn't, it didn't look like Scoring particularly at all. No, I think Sunderland, although we didn't have loads of chances, you'd say that we were definitely the the more threatening of the yeah. two teams. Um, I thought Oviedo looked, looked like he, a bit more about him. Looked like he was having a good game. He got injured, unfortunately. Well, he, was, he was running at them a bit more. I think he's been our best player this season. He was the best player on the pitch, to be yeah. fair. He always, I think, he always looks. He, he kind of is. Looks like a bit of a Premier League player, I suppose, when he when he plays and technically. I think on the on the ball, yeah. he's as good. He's yeah. probably the best player in our team, and 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 on when we played most teams, he does look superior. Um, but you just look at the that sending off, and you know, live, I was confused because it didn't it didn't look like there was anything wrong with it um, from where I was sitting, and then. Obviously, he disallowed it, and as soon as he disallowed it, I thought, "Oh no!" Yeah, well, where I was sitting, I mean, virtually on top of it, you you couldn't really guess until like you went downstairs at half time and saw it like on the monitor. Going, oh, what's he done that for? Uh-huh. So you, you just think it's surely it's easy to just let it hit your face. Was it going in anyway? Well, so, it looked like it might have been it in the post mm-hmm. and coming out, but I, I was at the other end and. We were sort of well. What's he disallowed that for? And then you thought, I hope he hasn't punched the ball into the goal. And sure enough, he he had. He kind of slapped it in. Didn't yeah, he? But it was I like watched, a, yeah, like watched, a slam dunk sort yeah, of uh, situation yeah. going on. I watched it a few times, and I still is that a push? Is he pushed him into it, or or I'm just trying to find the, some sort of semblance of logic for the for why it would have happened? Yeah. He didn't. He didn't really argue that, it, like, that much to say. Like I've pushed or. Uh, it wasn't intentional or anything like I just seemed to just I don't know just he had a bit oh no and then it was just like walk off when it, he, he would have been screamed at the ref if he hadn't meant that mm. I mean I know I saw some argument, arguments to suggest that the disallowed goal was punishment enough but I don't you can't really ignore it can you if it's deemed to be a it's deliberate it's a yellow card isn't it? it's, it's cheating and, essentially if you and if you take it in isolation yeah it's a yellow card for a deliberate handball if you haven't done the first stupid one, mm. where you've got to kick somebody for no reason whatsoever, yeah. it wasn't as if the kid had caught him and he was getting his own battle, or he was just a bit late. He literally just went and lashed out at him, and you're yeah. thinking, well, 
You've got no excuses. He's going nowhere, was he? No, no, there was no, there was no danger or anything like that. And, and either either the situations before that, well, either Catamulls or McManaman's, and they've got no excuse for either of those two bootings. You know, you just got to hold the hands up and say you're being stupid. <laughs> you, what one thing you can get booked for now, I noticed, though, is being put in a headlock. Which, yeah, uh, Brian was, Oviedo yeah, found yeah, himself yeah. booked for that, which was an astonishing. Uh, Sequence <laughs> that was events from the yeah, referee. Yeah. I felt as though that kind of that should have meant that Callum McManaman shouldn't have got booked for his handball. <laughs> I was thinking, well, what what have you done here? So he puts the tackle in, good tackle, mm. and then it goes out for a throw in to Reading, mm. and then he gave us a free kick. Yeah, it was, yeah. He gave the one thing wasn't really because yeah. he reacted by letting his arms get under the other man's uh, under the man other <clears throat> his head get under the other man's arms so. That's a boot and then apparently in the in those situations. Straight in front of me that and uh for a kick off it was out, so it was a goal kick. And then he tackled him and then like you say, got booked for getting put in a headlock, which was just bizarre. The, the officiating is horrend- horrendous it, it is bad. in the in this in the league. Like it's it's just generally shocking. You wonder how how long it can go on before they do so- have to do something about it. The, the, the linesman as well, running on the pitch and Standing on the pitch and so what are you doing? Get off. There's some It's not okay, it's not allowed. There's some odd odd stuff that, that goes on in the in the games and just the gen sort of general decision making is not terrible. Um but yeah, I get you I don't think the the decisions really had anything to do with the weekend's result. Nah. No, it we didn't but like I mean just stupid things like that. You sh- somebody should be I mean, there's refs. As far as I'm aware, there's whatever level um, in professional ranks. There's, there's assessors in every game. I think. I know there certainly is a Premier League. I think there also is in Chapman. So surely the bloke who's watching that as an assessor is sending something off on his form. You'd like to hope, anyways. I mean, we've had a like, couple of games in my non-league team where we've had assessors, and they don't seem to be worth the salt, anyways. But not, you would hope in Championship, you would. Be. I'm not sure what an assessor can do. Well, you send in and say. He's he's booted a blow for being in the headlock. Yeah, no, I'm not quite sure. What's he going to in the next game? Is he gonna, don't do that. I mean, well, no, but he, he he's not the there. To, he's not. Yeah. He's there to speak to him after the game and say, "I didn't understand this. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that. That's why I'm sending me reporting." His report then goes into the F E or the referees association or whatever it is, who, and then they make a decision on what the assessor said in his report. So surely if you say, by the way, this fella's just booked somebody for being he- in a headlock, you think, maybe we'll make him a linesman next week and not give him a... It's like so many times this season though you've watched officials make decisions and you, how have you arrived at that decision? Mm. How, not even just against us, you, like we've mm. had free kicks and you thought, how on earth have you arrived at that decision? You, you've watched it and you've given that. How? Yeah. I mean, when when I was covering games for the for the paper and stuff like that, I always thought there should be like a thing where they come out afterwards. Maybe not like a press conference because it'd be a bit hectic and some of the questions might be a bit um, leery for them to deal with. But at least come out and say this is this was me. If there's key points, like say like I gave the penalty for this, I gave the send off for this. Just outline your reasoning, and yeah. at least you've got some sort of idea what he was thinking of. Yeah. I decided to book him because he let himself get caught in a headlock, and if he'd had anything about him, he would have <laughs> flung him over his sure shoulder at the UFC. <laughs> I don't really know what to say anymore. 
too hard in it talking yep. about the football and that because it's just too depressing. With you know, it makes you think, doesn't it? That the week after Burton, you're sitting there, everything's a little bit easier in it. Mm. You know, the rubbish things you have to do at yeah. work, and then it's Monday after you've been beaten again, and it just seems, you know, uh, that it's it's just terrible again. It is as well because you got Wolves on Saturday as well. Which well, doesn't make things. <clears throat> I guess there's an argument to say we've been better away from home. We have, and maybe. There's probably less expectation on the game. It's mm-hmm. probably the first game this season where I imagine most supporters would think we, if we get anything out of this, mm-hmm. it's a good result. Whereas I think more every other game this season we've probably gone into it thinking we need we should win this game. Yeah. We should win this game, even given our league position. Yeah. I think um, if you if you look at it a glass half empty sort of way, which is um, or a glass half full rather, sorry, which is hard given the way things are. I'm guessing Coleman probably found more out about his players on Saturday than he has done in, in previous games and then and uh, and in training because his people just went missing on Saturday and he, he's got to have seen that. Well, you hope he's got to have seen that and made his decision. I know he hasn't got a great deal to play with and and some of them players might be given a second or third chance given the strength of the squad, but you hope. The Chile seeing something there to think this isn't happening again and I'm going to have to try and change it in whatever way in, in January. I mean, obviously the, the room and will was in full flow at the uh, stadium like on Saturday with everybody deciding that uh, Didier and Dong's not playing, not because he's injured, but no. because he's away in January and no, stuff like that. I never heard that one. But, you know, it's, it's the you know the conspiracy theories always seem the, a little bit stronger Um Oh god, when yeah, we're losing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so unfortunately, we lose too regularly. I mean, actually, we've only lost half of our only lost half mm-hmm. of our games this season. Mm-hmm. Looking at it, I think we drew eight, lost two. Uh, sorry, drew eight, won two, lost ten. Oh well. Um, yeah. So that's something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Apparently, but when we come back, we'll talk more about the midfield situation, which is uh, becoming very much a situation. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So it was a case that Darren Gibson ended up in the team because Paddy McNair, the the growing problem apparently, hopefully that won't be too uh, serious. But on the preview show, 
actually discussed the idea of, of starting um, Gibson in some capacity because he'd, he'd had pretty good um, games against Villa. I thought it was reasonable, and then he had a decent game against Burton when he came on. Catamull had been slightly better, um, but now we're in again in a situation where Catamull was very poor, Gibson was immobile. Um, I know he, I don't think he trained a lot in in the week to be fair to him and there's been some suggestions now from some of Coleman's comments that maybe it's he's going to try and dispense with the old guard so to speak mm -hmm. or older senior players who've had umpteen chances or ones who maybe haven't had as many chances as others but have you, obviously haven't made enough of an impression on a number of managers to get regular football so yeah. where do we go from, from now with the midfield we given some. the injuries that we've got and when um, to be fair there's only a couple um, who are out short term so Ndong and, and Mittenair should hopefully be back in the next fortnight it needs some pace from somewhere from somewhere like it it's so pedestrian particularly with Gibson and Catamull in, in the centre not sure where that pace is going to come from but could you put Gooch in there in centre midfield I mean, he's busy isn't he Gooch yeah he, he, he kind of harries and presses and but then he leaves himself no one fills in for him you end up getting exposed that way so I mean I'm I'm not George's biggest fan but that is his preferred position I guess so could you do it the other way around put George in there and put Gooch where George has been or it's hard to see and I think Catamull seems to keep getting picked because he's a leader he's, he's just like got this voice that you know when when the team's doing well he drives them on or even sometimes in a but even that's missing now, isn't it? It's just and you're just looking and thinking it's just the same old, same old, same old tired story. It's type of change. But you say, what do you do when your your options are limited? I mean, you've got a bloke there, and an absolute fortune, and can't can't even get a get a look in. And you would you would have thought like the championship would have been well set for him, but he's just can't even get a game in the championship. Rob Wells so just like, totally forgotten about him. Uh, to be honest, you know, let's, play, well. let's play him centre half for the under twenty threes. Got no money and we're paying all that for a centre half for the under twenty threes. It's just, it's just, it's biggest belief, really, doesn't it? I guess you know there's a there's a few things you could potentially try. Um, if you've got McNair and Dong back, you're there nailed on yeah. starters, and then you've got one to pick from, and you've got a little bit of energy in there, and you've got some very much a different player in McNair yeah. to to what we've got. And mm. Dong's nothing like what we've got. Yeah. Uh, part, and, and that's the problem. It, when they play, we look a lot better. And then as soon as they drop out, we lose all that dynamism in the middle of the park. Mm. And we've got. I'd like this. I'm looking forward to seeing McNair and, and, and Dong in there fully fit with, with another. If they're in there, you, you kind of can <clears> get away with a, a Gibson or, or a Catamore. Or you could put in Honeyman in front of them. Yeah. But you could, there's, an, there's a case to suggest that at the moment. Should Honeyman go to a wide position and, and should um, McGeady be dropped because he's been very poor for two months? Can't argue with that. There was little flits of stuff on, on Saturday but nothing to sort of suggest that he's uh, he's on top of his game at the moment, McGeady. Um, there's a couple of things where he thought that was nice to watch but again, fits and starts and not enough, certainly not enough to say the mirror to place every week. But again, then... What have you got on the bench? What are your options? And, yeah. and they're limited, aren't they? I think, to be fair to McGeady in the goal, I know he was being criticised for giving the ball away. I did feel a little bit for him because I thought 
that was the right pass because if he gets that, if he puts that pass in, he's in. Yeah. So yeah, we, but, we we yeah. score. We we have a good chance of scoring if he if he plays that ball. But my but it just didn't. It got blocked off yeah. through his legs and. But my argument they would broke. be put the ball around the man or put the ball. He was the... quite tight. The situation closed oh, up quite quickly, but. I just think going for the Megs is just like. I just, I just thought there was a yeah. way to put the ball like around the back of him and still find the man, and then you're not trying. You're trying to thread it. Put a thread through the iron needle, really. Ain't you try to thread past through the iron needle? We've put it through his legs. And I haven't. That's that's, that's almost why, though. I'd, I'd be loath to criticism. I'd, I'd criticise other aspects of his game at the weekend, but I'd be loath to criticise him in that situation because at least he was brave enough to try and do it. And we haven't got enough players who are brave enough to to try the things mm. that are going to make us win games. Mm. And I think. At least he, he, it's frustrating because it didn't come off. And if he had a decent game, and that happened, he probably wouldn't get as much criticism. But I think because he had a poor game and he's been poor for a long time, you know, he's, he's probably come in for criticism. And I think if McManaman hadn't done what he did, we might be seeing a situation where McGeady would be dropped at Wolves. Where now, probably, oh yeah, close because yeah, yeah, so now he kind of has to play unless he puts Honeyman wide with a sorrow and strengthens the middle. I mean, the sorrows the 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 name at the moment. People are sort of mentioning to try and get get a start because he, he has got pace mm. and he mm. he was excellent. I thought when he came. Oh, on. he was definitely. Um, so, I mean, would you be tempted to to try and start him? It's very different, isn't it, starting again? Well, that's and what I, on as a sub. That's what I I did the uh, echo piece today, and uh, that's what I said. It's it is totally different starting a game. I would I would give him a go. Whether whether Wolves is the is the going to be the best place, mm. but I suppose you can't choose. Like we said before, you can't choose which games you're going to try and win. So I suppose he, he, somebody, he's got no fear, he, has he? Yeah. So, somebody so, tweeting here, and that's, he's still that's, up unknown, unknown quality yeah, yeah. to other like to other teams. So yeah. he, that might that sometimes gets you. At J Herra eighteen says, if we get a couple of million offer for a, for a big club that was linked to a sorrow when we first got them. Should we or would we take it? So we're already talking about getting rid of him before he's even started the game. Well, I, I don't think we're in a position financially to turn offers down for anybody. So that that's the first thing. You'd hope, I mean, at one point they were, they were talking about building the squad more or less around these couple of these kids in the next couple of seasons. It's just going to be... If he needs the money to strengthen elsewhere, he's going to have to take it where he can get it, isn't he? So he might have to sacrifice a few players, sadly. Would it be him, though? I mean, surely it's going to be... I think it'll be whoever they get offered money for. I mean, you get offered you, for in an ideal world, you'd probably want to offload the likes of Rodwell, Cornier, and the people who's on the big money and the people who you might get a few quid for. But yeah. um, clubs are going to come in knowing that, one, we need the money... Two, we need people off the wage bill, so they're going to come in with derisory offers, and it's us whether we say yeah because we need the money or. I think if we got offered anything at all, not that they will for Rodwell, they'd just get rid of him because he's on. He's well, just well, like, see, I mean, he's just like, the, the drain, amount of money he's getting paid to play under twenty threes football is just frightening, and that's basically where he's at. At the moment, he's playing not, it well, is he? he's not even standing out, and mm. he's not even being the best player on the. He should be head and shoulders above mm. anybody on the pitch. I, I just in, don't understand how you can. You can uh, get get rid of Rodwell. Who's going to take him? Oh, Dan, we're, we're just wishful thinking. It would be, league, it would be league, you'd be looking at League One now. 
to yeah, they're, would not be, and and they're not going to pay the wages. So it well, would end up paying to play for someone else, wouldn't we? There's no, there's yeah. absolutely no value. I, I guess that you could maybe say to them, listen, if you go to this club, we'll let you go for free. We'll pay you up on some of your wages, and then you can go there and earn five grand a week or something. And that's the way it has to be. I think he's, but he's not going to do that. Is he's he's Look, done. It, I think if, he, if he's if he's more than happy. And I don't know that he is, but he's, he's not kicking off. He's, as far as we know, he's not banging on the manager's door asking why he's not getting the game. If he's happy to get paid what he's getting paid to play under-23s football and just to do it as a stroll, then he's not going to be willing to cut his losses. And it says a lot about him, doesn't it? I mean, if that's the case, but I suppose we don't know. Maybe but. he's just stockpiling and he'll you know, sack it all off when he's... I, uh, think, he, I think he's done like I do genuinely like think. Mentally. Mentally, I mean, if, if that is the case, it's, that's sad. It though, is isn't it? totally because he's, he's already said he, he can't cope with playing in midfield anymore, hasn't he? He came out and said that didn't he a couple of months ago. He can't cope with the physical demands of it. I just think mentally, he's he's totally shot, and he, well, he's gone from he's I mean, gone physically as him, well. And if he's saying he can't, well, yeah, cope, I mean, can't uh, cope with well, the demands of midfield in the championship. Well, the whole reason he doesn't have that closing when we got relegated was because when we signed him, he was quite. He's a big name sign. Oh, yeah, he hadn't played much at City, but it was a sign you thought, oh, well. It is, But that, what a shambles. <laughs> what a mistake in the yeah. What a shambles. Um, Tom at Tom Dillon says, who do you want in or out in January? And who do you, so we've kind of covered that off. So who, but who do you realistically think will come or leave in January? We've kind of talked about leaving, but who do you think will come? And he also says we should talk about more about Gucci and Honeyman youth products in the senior team is the one positive in the miserable season. I think that might have been lost a little bit in the fact that we've been failing so regularly yeah. mm. and it's almost, and they've come under criticism and we've mm-hmm. criticised those players at times on the show. I think to be fair, Honeyman, after he's had a, he had a dip, but he's actually been a bit brighter again recently, yeah. which is a positive. But and he, it is his first, yeah. fair, it's his yeah, first, first season. season and, they, and they always say with young players, don't they, when they first get into the first team, they might start off flying and then there's this dip and then yeah. they come back again and then, you know, it's it's using them. Ideal world, you'd probably want to bring them on off the bench and they get the best out of them and then it, like feed them in that way, but it's not an option mm. we've got. But I'm all for using youth players and also like great to see kids coming through and stuff like that but some of the suggestions about who should we play and like it, it's a completely different ball game but doing well in the under 23s to see and they're going to be ready for the championship I mean we, the telling thing for me has been how many of that under 23 side we've loaned out to much lower leagues and they haven't really set the world alight there and then yeah. you see they're going to do a job in the championship I mean Got to be realistic, really. I saw I saw us come from nowhere, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But fair, for I mean, every sorrow, you've got yeah. like. Other but he's kids looked like he's looked poor, right. like and even in the in the. He seemed to go backwards, kids. didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. I think that a lot of people have the argument of well, they can't do any worse. But if they come in and yeah. do a lot worse, then say if, say if you say if you put loads of kids in on Saturday against Wolves and you and you get beat six 0 that's going to do them the world of good, isn't it? Like it's not. They're not going to learn anything from that. Well, I was. I when you have this sort of argument, I always relate it back to a guy called Paul Williams, who, who fullback who played under. Um, I think it was under Dennis Smith. I think, I think it, it was. was. No, it was Buxton. It was a Buxton. It was, nine, yeah, it was, it was ninety. Ninety-four. He, he ninety-five. Played, he, I think he played. He played one game against Ryan Giggs, which obviously isn't easy. But he was only a young kid. 
and Giggs murdered him and he really wasn't really seen again on the first team. So, and that's I'm not saying we're going to come up against Ryan Giggs in the championship, but that's the thing that I would worry about. You, you're going to start putting all this pressure, like, great, give us all a go, but don't like make us all out to be the one and only bloke that can save us like we did with Duncan Watmore until yeah. you know, what's happened to Duncan, which is horrendous. It's like the seniors can't they're not doing anything you can't expect the young kids to be pulling up trees you know they're yeah. just going to end up being cannon fodder unfortunately if you it's, put too many of them in it's a bit different for a forward player I think if you it can be a bit yeah obviously you're looking for them to create something if, yeah. you, if you put a young centre half in and yeah. they have a nightmare yeah. 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 yeah yeah if you put a young centre forward in and he, he has a couple of shots but we have to, at least he's getting in the position yeah. at least he's trying it's a, like you say a young goalkeeper yeah. a young centre off a young full back and it leads to the goal they're gonna, you're just going to get slaughtered yeah. what about players coming in I was I was thinking about this the other day and it's a player I've seen a couple of times this season at Brentford Ollie Watkins mm. kind of a player's in wide but I was watching and wondered. Wonder how much a player like that would be worth? Because mm. I would, I would fancy our chances of taking a player from Brentford. Like mm. I, I know people, are, you know, like they all say teams like Brentford. But well, we couldn't what, afford to take we, a bloke from Preston. Don't forget. Well, so. this, but then the the fee for that went up ridiculous, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the, the championship transfer market works. I don't know if we start if if other people have been watching that type of player and thought, you know. But I just thought, you know, he's direct, he's powerful, he, his final ball's a bit iffy at times. Um, but we need, he's not. I wouldn't say he's similar to Watmore, but he's he's that kind of player. Yeah. He's a bit like a, like a Jordan Ibe or mm. that sort of uh, wide player. I um, honestly think we're going to be looking for... No, I, I, for agree, I agree. I was just thinking oh, no, uh, I didn't, well, players I've seen this season and thought... I mean, one he would one I'd probably he would be a good option. I don't for know us. how he's been doing this season, but one I would love, but I don't think you get anywhere near him. The kid from uh, Man United, at, uh, oh, Pogba. No, well, <laughs> very much like uh, Fosu Mensah. Oh, I think, I think he's, he's on he's on loan at he's Crystal at, Palace. Is he? Well, there they are then. So. And he can't get in the team. They had named five substitutes at the weekend, I think, and he was on the bench. Wow. But he can't get he can't get in the team. I think they they're struggling big time for injuries. Mm. Joe Ledley's been linked, hasn't he? Obviously, because mm. he's a derby, but he's only on a contract until Christmas. Is he? Yes. So whether we can, whether Coleman can tempt him to come here rather than I think he's been playing for them as well. I think. But is he? How mobile is he? You know, mm. I mean, is he playing in the middle? He was. He used to be a left back. Midfield. He used to be a left back, didn't he? Back in the day, I'm sure. Mid wide midfielder. Yeah. Just a link that I've. Just yeah. I've seen um, when he about. did Celtic, when he was yeah. he sort of played wide, but him and Daryl Murphy are in. The, in that well, I mean, you don't see much of like I don't see much of the under 23s, but he's probably he's probably going to have to look at getting. I know it hasn't worked in the past, but. Getting kids in from likes of Man City or Man United, mm. or if he's got any friends in the game, it's well, it's sort of. Well, Woodburn was Woodburn was the one that was discussed, but Ward as well. He's mm. only eighteen. Yeah. Woodburn, a lot of pressure that yeah. to bring a lad in on loan and on the on the strength of what mm. how five performances probably in his career. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying he's not talented, but you know, he's, he scored a goal for Liverpool and he scored one for Wales, didn't he? And yeah. A lot of hype around him. Yeah. But it's a big, it's a big shout that, mm. um, you know, for someone like that to come in, and, and people pin the hopes on because that's what happened. The players we oh, bring yeah. in, the players we bring in, have to be able to go into the team. 
Well, you can't well, have players yeah. who are going to sit on the bench. Well, look at us! All, look at us already. A couple of half decent performances from our sore room. We're, we're already screaming like, "Give the kid a chance!" We're already somewhere. selling him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're already cashing <laughs> it's, in. It's Let's have a look here at other questions. Um, why, after all the crap performances, will I still be there next home game? Am I mental? That's from Macam Gaza. That's not me. <laughs> you and me both, and everybody, I think. Yeah. yeah. Here's an interesting one that a few people have, and we kind of touched on it earlier on the show. This is from Tom Pottinger. Um, says, Why can't the players be bothered to run and close down? Even lacking confidence, just try and run. Mm. We did it a couple of times and forced panic mistakes. Um, Again, was this a tactical decision to sit off? Um, and I want to come on to a, a specific player in question in, in a minute. But what I mean, we've kind of discussed it already. But I think we're, do you think it was an intention not to press? We didn't. We, I mean, that that one situation was mentioned earlier on about when the centre back sort of had a game of, to you and me um, for about ten minutes, or it certainly felt like ten minutes. It probably was a lot less than that. But that was we down to ten men. And it, they were willing us to go and press them, mm. so they could like pick break us apart. Yeah, literally pick us off. Pull someone out of position. And, 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 and you could see Graben sort of instructing the players like alongside him, behind him, sort of saying like, "Hold your position, hold your." Position. And it made for absolutely awful viewing, yeah. and, and like people were getting frustrated and that. And you're thinking, "Yes, but I know you're right. We should be pressing an ideal world, but you just got that feeling that worried that if as soon as we went rushing in, they were just going to go right bang, bang, bang." Good night. I mean, as it turned out, it, it did that anyway. Holding, yeah, yeah, holding off didn't really work yeah. either. But you know, well, I they might see why they they might got five if they hadn't. Well, yeah, I mean, no. I understand like pressing Manoni and stuff like that because we saw his kicking again was evident um, at times on Saturday. When as soon as you put him under a little bit of pressure, he, he kicked into touch a couple of times when he was he was really trying not to kick the ball out. Mm. Actually, but having said that, like you'd still have him in goal over oh. the two we've got. <laughs> And the other the, on that point is Graben. Seen a few comments about Graben's lazy because he's not running around like a headless chick. And I'm phrasing this in a way, by the way, negatively that mm. opinion because mm. I, I completely disagree with it. Me too. But, but I think it's a. I just think personally that's a load of tripe. It's like what you want. No offense to James Vaughan, but he runs around and chases people, mm-hmm. and he's scored two goals a season. Lewis Graham's got 11 and 15 mm-hmm. and people are talking about selling them in the window for 10 to 15 million pound because that's what strikers who score all those goals in the championship costs and he's been linked with teams like Wolves and people are on about him being lazy I just think it's it's an archaic sort of attitude that because someone's not running around like if he starts running around well I mean I remember hearing people talk about in the the playoff final against Swindon where Eric Gates and uh Eric Gates and Mark Gabbiadini were just literally told the to press, so they pressed and the base of Swindon just knocked the ball past them. And he said, like they'd run. He was talking. I think it was him talking about saying they ran. They did just a load of doggy runs for ninety minutes that day because it was, it was literally pointless. And the thing is, if you when you when you're thinking about if you think about the way the game was approached as well, in that they were very concentrated on holding the shape, holding the shape. If they're going to press, they've got the they've got to organise that part of the game as well, mm-hmm. and they've got to go together. And against a team like Reading, like like you highlighted, Gary, I think they would have just picked us off. I just think you, you've got to be you've got to be clever about these things. If you, if you're playing the role that, that Graben does, you, you've got to pick and choose your yeah. runs. He's, I think you he's keep, you can't yeah. just keep running down everything. I mean, maybe as if he was like 
I don't know, 21 year old lad, he might be able to run for fun, and but you've got to pick and choose him, and you can't say that he doesn't, uh, not for me, <clears throat> I can't see where you say he doesn't do his bit and doesn't doesn't try, like, where would we be this season without, yeah. I know, not great anyways, but can you imagine how bad it'd be without his goals? He's, only, he's, up, he's up there, well he was certainly the second half, he was on his own wasn't he? Mm. And well, yeah, so if he changes something he... down, all they do is knock it round him and then he's out of the game anyway. So You've got it, you, I think, you just, he's, a, I think you... he's clever, Like yeah. he's, he's, a, he's somebody who knows how to play up front on his own mm. and you've got to be strong willed to like, play the way he does and take the stick for not a pe- not not looking like he's doing something, he is, he's, he's, he's waiting for the opportunities. To, to do what he needs to do to score and we've seen him score all types of goals this season um, and and a lot when he when he does accelerate it's almost like he holds all that energy and then when the chance come he's away mm. um, and we've seen it and I just think is all of like last year I don't see any difference really in, in his approach to the game and Jermaine Defoe's approach to the game when no. he's off the ball but like Defoe it's alright for him to do yeah. that but it's not alright for Graben to do is, that Graben's the top scorer isn't he in the championship is he? Um, I don't think he probably, he's probably tied yeah. oh. he's got 11 so there won't be there won't be many there won't be many there won't be many many more I just think there's a time there's a time and place for everything and yeah you can get like these players where they just run about and, and lunge into tattles and win the ball back and all that. But at the same time, if he's doing that, then he's like you say, he's not in the area when you need him to score the goal. So you, you've got to, you know, you, you've got to look at it. We, I mean, we were talking earlier about having a younger midfield and then you can afford to let, say, Catamore or Gibson like, sit there in the middle. So you, you, you've got to balance this stuff out. If you've got a player like that, maybe you need other players in the side to be their legs. You know what I mean? I just. I, can't see how you can criticise yeah. Graben for what he's done so I think far. You, no. just, I think that's just looking for scapegoats because things are so bad. So let's just blame everybody. You've got to find other ways of uh, getting people off the seat and running about. <clears throat> and maybe someone like a sorrow could be that person. Um, finally, question from George Colgan of the Times, who says, "Where is the most unusual place that you've defecated?" <laughs> Have you got an answer to the question? Uh, um, do you want to reveal it? I don't think I've got one. No, I can't really. I've got one. In a field in Scunthorpe. Excellent. Right? So that was uh, I was in a band and we were on tour and uh, I'd had a bit of a dodgy McDonald's the night before. Well, and I'd been I hadn't been well, but I had a few drinks and I felt all right. And it was my turn to sleep in the van, so I was like, "Don't worry about it, lads. I'll sleep in the van." So I woke up at like <laughs> six o'clock in the morning. Rather than knock on the door of the house where the other lads were staying, because I'm a nice guy, so he didn't want to wake them up. I was like running around the streets of Scunthorpe um, at six o'clock in the morning, going into shops and asking if I could use a toilet and that, and they wouldn't let me. So I spent 40 minutes doing that, and then eventually had to run into a field, and it was just, it was like all hell broke loose. It was, oh it was not a very oh dignified no. moment. I, um... <laughs> and then I went, then I, <laughs> I went back and was like, went back in the van. I was like, the shame, the shame. And like, someone had been murdered up the road like a couple of days before right. as well. This right. bloke had like, <laughs> this bloke, it killed his, it killed his girlfriend <clears throat> by accident. I don't know. Right. And then in panic, decided to chop her up and throw her into the road to act as though like it should be hit by a truck. And this had happened like two miles in the other direction. So I had to join a leisure centre in Darlington <laughs> to use to use the toilet because I couldn't find a public convenience. Did you have to do Darlington. a gym induction? 
<laughs> uh, they didn't show me how to use the toilet. Like, Do you want to have a go on this? Uh, have a go on this one? No, the squat no, no. thrust machine. No, 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 no. See, uh, I've thanks. got the membership card. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever. Well, there you go. One opposite His bowels the remain. Gary's bowels remain intact for now. <laughs> Let's see what happens on our Christmas night on the twenty yes. third. Yes. Yeah, we'll make you take some. Pardon? Seneca, Seneca <laughs> or something like that. You know, some Seneca uh, for the evening, and then we'll see see how it goes. But anyway, on Should that be fun. on that bumshell. It's the end of the poop. That is the end of the poodcast. Poopcast. Pop. Plopcast. Um, and we'll we'll see you on. We'll we'll see you. We won't see you. You will be listening to us. I think on on Thursday, Stephen will be back. Thank the Lord. Thanks for listening. <laughs> powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.